Georgia's DBHDD is warning all Georgians that half of all opioid deaths happen at home when people take an oxy or a perk with a glass of alcohol for stress or to sleep. Learn more about protecting families from opioid overdoses at opioidresponse.info. Later this year, two middle Georgia veterinarians are going to be starring in a reality TV show on National Geographic called The Critter Fixers and follows doctors Bernard Hodges and Terrence Ferguson. They run Critter Fixer Veterinary Hospitals in Byron and Bonaire. But the road to success wasn't exactly a dog walk in the park for Bernard. In 2017, he wrote Bet on Yourself from Zero to Millions. And it's a book detailing his rise from growing up poor in Fort Valley, Georgia, to becoming a veterinarian and millionaire real estate investor. And he's joining us on the line now from Bonaire. Hello. Hey, how are you? Well, I'm so happy to talk with you. <laughs> all right, all right. But I want to hear a little bit about your story first. I, I also know that, you know, most veterinarians are treating cats and dogs most times, but you're in middle Georgia. You're also treating big farm animals. How about exotic pets? Are there a lot of exotic animals that make their way into your practice? For sure. We treat quite a few. We, uh, Treat everything from camels to kangaroos, uh, large... Uh, kangaroos. Kangaroos. There are kangaroos here in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite amazing, and I'm really looking forward to the show. And your longtime friend and business partner, Terrence Ferguson, you both graduated from Tuskegee School of Veterinary Medicine together. And this is both African-American doctors, open yeah. critter fixer. About 98% of veterinarians are white, as I read. How did you become interested in the field? So we're both country boys. Uh, Terrence grew up in Talbotton, Georgia, and I grew up in Fort Valley, Georgia. So, you know, we always loved animals. I can remember as a kid uh, working with turtles and trying to save frogs and doing different things. So, you know, it was just a childhood dream. I wanted to be a veterinarian. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that, uh, you know, most veterinarians didn't look like me. I just knew I wanted to be this guy who treats pets. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to get into Tuskegee University, which you know, Tuskegee is the only HBCU veterinary school. So, if you see a veterinarian and he's uh, or she is 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 black, then it is a great chance that it's a ninety percent chance that they attended Tuskegee. Wow. University. Well, that's something. And I, I heard that this weekend you went to the first ever National Association of Black Veterinarians conference. This was in New Orleans. It was in New Orleans. Amazing thing. So, you know, w- what we're trying to do is increase diversity. Um, a large umbrella is called the American Veterinary Medical Association. So the big push has been to kind of increase the diversity of uh, black people in the profession, you know, maybe get that number over 2%, hopefully 5 10 15%. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us got together and we were thinking like, Let's just do our own conference. Let's figure out how can we do diversity and kind of, kind of talk about it. And it, it, it was a great, great thing because a lot of times, you know, I can remember my kid and I, I remember growing up, they always say, you could be the first black president. But, you know, when I looked on the wall and sat down, I didn't see anybody that looked like me. Mm-hmm. So even though people said it, you didn't quite see it. So hopefully with being on the television show and also Dr. Blue, who, who has a veterinary show, he was the first black veterinary show on uh, Animal Planet. He and I were really good friends and both went to Tuskegee. Hopefully with this exposure and them seeing us, these kids will say, it's possible. Yeah, but how did you, you didn't have any models in front of you. There was nobody, no picture up on the wall of a black veterinarian for you, was there? There was not. Um, it's just perseverance. Just kind of figuring out a way, you know. You got to figure out a way to achieve those those dreams. And I had some 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 mentors who told me, 
right, guys, this is the prerequisites. These are the school, the classes you need to take. And you just got to work hard. Nothing trumps hard work. You know, that's that's how I was fortunate enough to get here. But you just got to work hard and then try to achieve those dreams. Well, in Bet on Yourself, this is the book that you wrote a couple of years Bet ago. Bet on Yourself. You, you talk about your childhood running the streets with drug dealers, failing the ninth grade. How did you turn that around? So so it's crazy. You know, I failed in ninth grade. Uh, I was running the streets. We called it the trap. We run down and we do all the The trap was the, the name trap. of the neighborhood? The trap was... A, the trap was a collection. It was a. It was a actually a back alley where all the kids from the neighborhood. We'd ride the bus down there. Uh, we take our twenty dollars and try to turn it into a hundred. Hmm. Um, you know, it, it's definitely not something I'm proud of, but it's definitely something I want to let kids. Because you know, if 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 you see this guy who has all the flamboyant things, who does stuff that probably they shouldn't be doing, you want to be like them because you want those nice things, and you think that's the only way to do it. So, you know, and then, you know, I didn't realize I was smart. You know, ninth grade, I, when I failed, I was like, ah, you know, that's what most of my friends were doing. You know, we didn't care about school. We All we cared about was running down to the trap. So you have to pick yourself up by the bootstrings. And fortunately, people showed me, dude, this is not the only way. You can you could do other things. And you're smart. So, you know, it took me a while, you know. And, and, and that's why I came in with the book, Bet on Yourself, because after a while, I started to say, hey, Dude, I'm going to bet on you. And fortunately, I've been able to win betting on me. Well, the book encourages readers to create multiple streams multiple of, income, streams of income. investing in the stock market. Again, that's a thing that if you don't have a lot of models for it, if you're figuring it out by yourself, how do you do that? You just I tell you, my, the key for me, honestly, I used to go down to books. I mean, I'd, books a million, I'd just sit for, for hours. I'd read, try to figure out. I didn't understand it, but I'd kind of put the terminology together and say, okay, I'll I'll do I'll do this. I'll try to buy my first rental property. So I bought my first rental property. I didn't know what the heck I was doing, but you know, I, I mean, I've I've since turned it. I think I have five apartment buildings and maybe another fifty houses. So it's just you. But but I, I know it's you know people see me now and they like Bernard. You've achieved all these things. But that's why I wrote the book because I, I felt like you know everybody sees the the accomplice Bernard Hodges, the Doctor Hodges, which. You know, that guy 20 years ago was just another kid struggling, trying to figure it out. I couldn't go to my mom. I couldn't go to my dad. I couldn't go to my uncle. I couldn't go to anybody that looked like me. So what I learned was the doc, the doctoral degree opened the door. So mm-hmm. it let me go in and sit down at the table. You know, I didn't know what was going on, but I learned one thing. This is one thing I tell people. Sometimes just shut up, sit there, and act like you've been there, and listen and learn. You know, so I'd go sit down with these bankers, or I'd go, and I, I didn't have a clue what they were talking about, but all I know is I had a seat at the table. So once I got a seat at the table, I knew just to be quiet and act like I'd been there. And I started picking up the tricks, and I started listening, and I started putting it all together. And once I did this, you know, now it's my turn to go back to my, my village and say, hey, this is what I did. This is how I turned it around. Back That's why to, I came away bet on myself. Back to your village. That's interesting that you went away to school in Tuskegee in Alabama and came back. Why did you come back to Middle Georgia? Middle Georgia is, is the place. I mean, this is if I was going to make it in the world, I had people who believed in me. They seen the kid who was running the street. They had seen the kid who was lucky enough to get into college, then go on and, 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 and realize that I am pretty smart and go on to veterinary school. So when I came back, it was like, what am I, you know, I have this veterinary degree. How am I going to make people believe in me? So, you know, we came up with the name Critter Fixer. And, you know, 
And we just made a household name. Hopefully we're going to turn it into a national name uh, here in a few months. Mm-hmm. But it is just getting – because this is my village. I, you know, I, if I can't make it here, I can't, I, I can't make it anywhere. You know, I needed people <laughs> to believe in me. And, uh, you know, I mean, Jay-Z has a song with New York. You know, he's like, you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Yeah, I haven't I, heard a song like about Bonaire, Georgia. Here, Georgia. I can make it anywhere now. <laughs> but you went to school to treat animals. That's one thing. But you run two clinics with your partner in middle Georgia. Where did the business background come from? Well, I mean, a lot of times as a veterinarian, you know, veterinarians are known that we are compassionate and we do love animals. And that is the first thing. You've got to love what you do. And I absolutely love it. I mean, I really come in here. You know, I've done, I got up early this morning before we talked, and I did five surgeries. I taught the patients. I, I love this job. I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I love it. But at the same time, you know, I, I have a son. I have things and things I want to accomplish, things I want to do. So you just start, like I say, you got to find those those assets and those those things and people who can sow into you. So, you know, I mean, you have the Internet now. I didn't have the benefit of, 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 of the Internet as well back when I first started, so I just read books. So I read books. I figured out. And I learned people would pay you for skills. You know, I've just learned. You know, I, I have a skill. I have a marketable skill. I'm good at it, and people will pay me for it. So once I started building that base of the veterinary medicine, you know, I was like, okay, let's start another business. And then another thing that people don't really realize, when I, when I became a veterinarian 20, 21 and a half years ago, 22 years, here I am in the deep south, in middle Georgia. You know, I wasn't in Atlanta. I was down here. And the veterinarians who have since become my friends, I, I tease them now. I'm like, man, y'all wouldn't hire me 22 years ago. Not because you were necessarily prejudiced. It's just that you knew your clientele, 90, 99% of the people that walked through the door didn't look like me. Most of them were white. You would have taken a chance to hire me, but, and, and I get it. Because 99% of the people that walked through my door at that time were white. But they believe. So I had to start my own business. I couldn't really get a job down here. So, you know, it was a gift and a curse. It was a curse in that I couldn't really get a job here. I could have went to Atlanta. I could have went to some of the bigger cities. But by having to what we call eat what I kill, I had to figure out how to make money, how to market myself, and how to start my business, 20 years later, it's, it's all worked out. All right, Dr. Hodges, we have just half a minute left, so I'm wondering, advice to a young black student who wants to be a vet? Work hard. Definitely find somebody who who can advise you and teach you the the way, meaning a lot of times, you know, it's a lot more that go go into being a veterinarian and find a mentor. Go find a veterinarian and ask them and beg them, can you clean poop? Can you come in and see the inner workings of that veterinary hospital? Just get in there, work hard. And then that person can write you a letter because you got to have a letter from a veterinarian to even get into vet school. And a lot of times, you know, as, as, as black kids, you're like, well, where am I going to find someone to write a letter? Just beg them to clean poop. Start with that. Just beg them, <laughs> can you clean that floor? floor? Just get a foot in the door. Dr. Bernard Hodges, a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks so much. You're very welcome. Dr. Bernard Hodges operates two Critter Fixer veterinary clinics in middle Georgia. You know, that place where if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. You can check him out on his own reality TV show this fall on National Geographic. I'm Virginia Prescott, back with more of On Second Thought tomorrow. Thanks so much for being with us.